Okay. Yeah. So maybe we first begin by reading the verse again for the sake of the recording. So reading Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 14. I'll read it first in the New King James Version. And Renny will read it in NIV. And then we'll try to digest the verse together. You know, you can't preach to a preacher without being preached to. So I fully expect Renny to, to, to preach to me also, yeah. And I hope to enjoy it and to be filled. So it says, In the day of, of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider... Surely God has appointed the one as well as the other, so that man can find out nothing that will come after him. <clears throat> and Renee, and IG says, mm-hmm. when times are good, be happy. But when times, but when times are bad, consider God has made the one as well as the other. Oof, so much to talk about. Therefore, a man cannot discover anything. Therefore, a man cannot discover anything about his future. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe there's something here. Where's, where's, I want where's you to message. <laughs> yeah, go on, yeah. I, I want I want us to think about this. The last part. A man cannot discover anything about his future. Oh, maybe that's that's scary. Wait, maybe I thought we'd discover our futures, but I'm learning we'd never discover our futures. Uh, The one who said we discover our future was wrong. Seriously. So because this is the thing I'm learning, and guys, as we start this, we are learning this. And people probably will put this out on the podcast. You will, after this recording, just yeah, yeah. You know, slide in the music, I... slide in the music and put it on the <laughs> podcast. People need to listen to this. By the way, guys, we are back. Uh, the God <laughs> Life, shout out, shout out to BP. <laughs> shout out to... If you don't believe in, in, the, in, the, in, the res- in the resurrection from the dead, <laughs> you're going to have to be... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I know we've been we've been away for a while. The spirit of God has kept us and we're back full force, Amen. full mission, running. So be, maybe let's talk about this. Yeah. A man cannot discover anything about the future. Because this is so true. Because think about why does David says all the days of my life were written in your book? Don't you think that correlates with this verse? There's nothing new that you do. The God is like, oh, sure. You know, I've never seen BP this before. But but there's something too. And and guys, we're not just talking about sin. Because a lot, I know you guys may end up saying, hey, you know what, Ronnie? So there's nothing that I can do or ink. There's nothing I can do. But God is surprised. We still have a part of play in it. Because remember, the Bible in Deuteronomy says, choose life. Choose life, right? Mm-hmm. It says, choose life or death. But but the, the, the author prompts us to choose life. But in this verse, BP, I'm learning this, that we need to 
go back and restate the motion that says that we discover our future we never discover our future meaning bp and what what do we mean by our future our future is our purpose our future when when we think of the future the the, the most if if you're a if you're a scholar or a or or just a natural man everybody bp has an incline you know bp the other day god made me read the book called papa's awakening shout out you know a shameless plug uh to uh uh pt you know pastor tory roberts but you know bp when we he said something which i tell you today god this is what god wanted us to talk about because when i was rereading that book god told me ray i want you to read this book again and and that's weird god never tells me to read books baby but this book says something it says that if 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 god tells jeremiah before you were formed in your mother's womb i knew you i formed you meaning baby this when it comes to our future like the verse in ecclesiastes saying we never discover our future the thing that happens is when we get into alignment we are awakened to because we can think about this everything has a before so you see a lot of us we don't think but when when you rest, when you start getting spiritual in tune you realize be that your actions started way before they happened in the physical world that mostly it's a manifestation a lot of us think hey i need up communing fornication no instead it all in your mind it's starting a thought for and the, the crazy thing about it is is even me and you started in thought for and that's why god said this is good because and that's why the the worst thing in life i love what 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 what, what pastor steven said last sunday the most powerful thing in a man is when a man replaces what he used to get from pharaoh and start getting it from god ooh bp that was so powerful you imagine so we are born getting things from pharaoh and and you guys know egypt is our old way of life our old works the law everything you know everything that we try to to, to fail when we go back that place we call egypt and so be big when we learn to get what we used to get from pharaoh but now we get it from god that's when we know we evolve that's when we know that we are, we we get closer to the purpose. And so between purpose if purpose like the the Bible is saying in this verse if future is not discovered means it's in existence. But you see BP this is thing when you came out of the womb purpose the translation in the in the in the in the middle of the translation of your purpose it gets lost. Why BP? Because you 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 start feeling the things of the world the physical sense the taste the the, the things of the world the fleeting pleasures as the author says it in hebrews the fleeting pleasures of the world but you see but you see 
when you start getting in alignment, you start getting awakened. It's always in you, but but there needs to be alignment. And that's why here the author is saying, hey, when times are good, be happy. And that's true, BP. Everybody should be happy. But you see, BP, purpose has to be awakened through sadness. Because I remember there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says that 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 that, that, that sadness has a way of refining us. You know, sad, sad times, hard things. So we, we, oh, repeat, we didn't want the easy one. And that's why purpose is now for the weak. When I was, we think about burning bridges. It took two months for us to burn bridges. Shout out to burning bridges, the episode that we did before. But repeat, for me in my life, I preach to everyone on, on, on the podcast about burning bridges. But I never realized it took two months, two dang months to burn a bridge, to realize that if I don't lose my life, I'll, I'm not gonna save it. But if I if I lose my life, I'm go, uh, if, if I hold on to my life, I'm gonna lose it. And I realized BP, fear, the fear of man, what keeps us from burning bridges and being awakened to purpose like what he's saying now realizing having the understanding like solomon and now understand when solomon says when times are bad that you consider god has made the one as well as the other we never think because we are taught god is good but what's the concept behind the goodness of god because I think we think God is good because our life is going good. But also, if you have this concept that my life, I love BP. BP, I love this story. But then, guys, shout out to BP. Uh, last week, you know, I was having some trouble in my uh, job place. And, 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 and I, I was feeling opposition. And, and I love what BP said. BP gave me two stories and, and, and BP got them from uh, Paul Washer. He was listening to someone. And so guys, that there's this guy, one guy, he's a married man. And BP said, think about this man. So this man said, hey, I've been having the worst time of my life. He told Paul Washer, nothing has been going on right. And so Paul Washer, like Jesus, he decided to give him a parable. You guys know our our savior loved speaking in parables. Guys, don't be surprised when also preachers still speak in parables. Guys, now you understand why when the mother to BP says to BP, BP is speaking in parables. He's learning from he's the best. He's <laughs> learning from the best. But guys, let's go back to the story. So Paul Washer tells this man, so tell me, what does a good day mean to you? So he gives him two stories. He, the first story is he says, hey, you know, you wake up, your wife kisses you, your kids love you. And then that day, you're going for a job interview. You tell them goodbye and you leave straight out of the door. And when you leave straight out the door, you find a man who's in need of help. And you decide to help him. And in the process of helping him, you get late for your interview. But when you get to your interview, the, the, the person who's interviewing say, hey, you passed the interview. 
And he asked him, did you have a good day? And the man said, yes. Amazing. And all of you guys, even in the podcast, you can agree and say yes. But they shout out to Canada, South Africa, and everywhere that you guys are tuning in from. And Ghana. But Bibi, there was something that blew me away. That you said the second time the guy was asked, what if you wake up, your wife is upset, your kids all over the place the, 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 you know you're getting phone phone calls from school of their misbehavior and then not only this time you don't find a man who's in need of help but you go straight to work but that day you do not get the job you fail in the interview and you guys would say this man had a bad day but you see Paul Washington told him There are no bad days in Christ because of the finished work. It's not about how your day goes. And and, and guys, why I'm restating this story is because today when I was in the gym, I find a guy who's cleaning and, and one man who's coming to do his workout. He says, man, I'm hanging in there. I'm, I'm not enjoying this. But it took me it took my mind away to realize that these two people have two different circumstances. Actually, one has a bad circumstances of an hour. And I talk about a bad means he's cleaning. But this man, he's coming and he's doing his workout. He, he's having his free time or what you guys call leisure time, but he's still complaining. And I realized, but this man, when he, this other man said that, this man responding by said, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we should all be glad and rejoicing. And I realized, BP, like this verse is saying, it's not about how your day goes or times are good or bad. It's about the perspective that you have. Because you see, this one man had a different perspective. Both one with maybe you guys can call it our work or his have his his working but his perspective is so powerful but this other man he's on his leisure on his free time he's having the time maybe of his life but for him he looks at it like a task like a chore he's not happy but but that shows me it's not what i do or how my day goes that sets the tone have the power to choose what will I focus on like this man he can focus on the fact that he's cleaning and he's cleaning the gym but that's not his focus he realizes this is a gift this is a day I might be at work these other people are working out but guess what this is the day that I the, I'm content like Paul said I've learned to be content whether based or bound whether I have it or not it's not it's not all about all that it's about this man has realized the finished work and that's what Solomon is saying right here he's saying guys stop sleeping you in this thing called life and if you want to win the race you have to consider that even in the dark days or in the bad days the god still has made that and so 
He expects us, and he doesn't expect us to be fake, baby. But God wants to transform our thinking, to transform our mind, and realize the glory in the day that we can see Him even in the bad things. And and and, and so, if 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 we can find that, now that changes our perspective to now understand and say, okay, what the devil always uses to to destroy us we can turn it for good and realize okay and this are the verse between now you see what the enemy made this now you understand joseph where he says you guys meant it for evil but god meant it for good who am i to this perspective bp is the same perspective david has when when his army tells him kill Saul but david says this is the anointing guys you want to know the secret of those men is in those verses like this remember guys this was the son of david who wrote this and we are, we are getting an insight god is giving us a a, a manuscript he's, he's he's opening up he's revealing this is a it's called revelation you know other people would be called the hidden text <laughs> the hidden text of today's telling us this this is a juice the juice juice <laughs> let me pass it over to bp man <laughs> that's really interesting i think uh you listeners you, you ought to catch what rani just said about he went to the gym today and he saw two people there's one who is a cleaner cleaning the gym there's one who had gone there for his workout and the cleaner was whistling all happy you know moonwalking on the gym floor you know it's is mopped it so it's you know it's slick enough to moonwalk on while the guy who's there gymming actually you know he's sad and is depressed is out of his mind and things like that and the cleaner tells him mm-hmm. this is the day that the lord has made and just before i get into dissecting this verse which actually says that god has appointed one as well as the other you know god made both days and we'll we'll talk to you guys about what good days are and what bad days are what they're meant for but just before that i just want to touch a little bit on what renny just talked about he talked about focus and perspective had a really good preaching on perspective what are your eyes full of you know when you put on red glasses even the green leaves look red you know <laughs> it's about perspective it's about your eyes how your eyes are you know the birds mm. that 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 are singing you know you put on gray glasses the world looks gray looks dark even though it's perfectly fine outside mm. but more often than not christians are confronted with very bad situations and you have to wonder how christians are supposed to be joyful how they always to continually give thanks you know as mm. paul uh, tells them to continually be thankful continually be, be grateful and you see one thing there's this verse which we just love and it's one of my favorite verses you know i don't believe in tattoos but if i had a tattoo it would be this verse it says <clears throat> you will keep him in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you we always talk, talk about keeping in perfect peace and our minds being stayed on him our eyes being stayed on him but do you understand that your eyes can't be stayed on god unless you trust him 
you know the Ooh. world it, there's so many things that try to pull your mind hey hey here here rent you need to pay rent hey you, you, you're in debt hey you haven't done this and it takes trust to just look at god because you feel like you will miss something out you feel like if that's you look true, at god if you if you spend mm. the whole day worshiping if you spend the whole day mm. praying if you spend 12 hours praying you feel like somehow that will chip away from your life you feel like you lose something you know one of my favorite verses about this uh was about moses so moses is tending his sheep he's taking care of his sheep so where are his eyes his eyes are on the sheep and there's a burning bush there and in the bible it says in exodus that when god saw that he turned and looked turned aside to look because moses said in his own heart let me turn aside and see this spectacle Let me now turn aside and look at this. Let me give this my full focus. Let me give this my full attention. That's when oh, God spoke so back to Moses. Mm, so all that time so Moses could be like, "Hey, if I look at this thing too long, mm, mm. you know, my sheep are going to run out. Mm. If I focus on this, everything is going to run out. Everything is going to fall into pieces. If if if, mm. if 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 I if I pray too long, You know, you pray, you're feeling the Holy Spirit is telling you to keep on praying. The Holy Spirit is mm. telling you just keep on praying, just keep on praying. It's not yet over. Just just keep on worshiping. And you are busy looking at the time and things like that thing. I like, oh man, oh man, you know. You know mm. what that means? It means you don't trust God. Mm. I remember my mother preached a sermon about heaven. Actually somebody had a vision about heaven. It says in in heaven yeah, sure. around the throne room the angels look at God. That's true. They don't care about anything else. They're just looking at God. That's all they're doing, just saying holy, holy, holy. They don't have they don't worry that, that the devil is going to come back and and you know, slingshot them from behind, you know, get them at their six o'clock. No. Because they trust in God. That's why they're able to keep their eyes on God. So now I'm going to segue really mm, quickly. So now I'm going to mm, segue so really good. quickly. Oh, yeah, go on. BP, there's something that you said that the angels the angels you know they they they, they just have this sharp focus and and be you know I, I'm back to genesis and in genesis I I've, I've, I've been trying you know uh you know guys I've been I, I I took some time to 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 really not I didn't focus on the word too much you know um And so that the day I I went back to the word and the first place that uh father God took me to or father took me to was to Abraham and BP talked about the angels are not so much concerned with anything else and they they have a sharp focus and I, I thought the same with Abraham There was a time Abraham you know God's word came to him in a vision and and I love that BP it didn't come to him in a in 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 maybe a place no it came to a vision it came to where his focus was so meaning you know God's vision is is about a focus a vision is 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 something about the eyesight and the first thing that after he wins and and in this after this time BP Abraham has defeated kings 
and he's defeated this king who had hijacked his cousin Lot or his nephew, his life a lot. And Abraham has now become this this great man, and now the king of Sodom is is approaching him, and he's saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna give you this." And and Abraham says, "No, I don't want this." And 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 so now we, as we get into Genesis 15, the first thing that God says to him is, "Don't be afraid, Abraham." Oh no, I don't Abraham. Abraham. That time he hadn't changed his name. But I love this BP. And I think when you were talking about how a person keeps his eyes in perfect this you know when BP is talking about Isaiah 26 3 where he talks about keeping in perfect peace those whose eyes are fixed and, and those who's trusting you. I think about this. This is the reason why you keep your eyes focused on God. is he tells Abraham two things and Bibia you know I love this verse he says not only am your shield but also I'm your exceeding great reward and 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 I'm your shield and I'm your exceeding great reward in NIV it says I'm your shield and your very great reward God right here intersects two things he intersects a reward he intersects protection And so BP you know what makes a man walks in confidence because they know who they belong to in the world in the world BP think about the world the world is what does a man have that's 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 what keeps protection in them it, maybe it's a car it's a security car maybe it's a house the security but you see as Christians I don't think of BP we, we have this thought in our minds that we not only have the greatest shield in the world which money cannot buy which 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 cars cannot buy which 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 the world cannot buy we, we, which the world cannot manipulate BP your property can be manipulated can be taken away Again, and that's why you guys remember the verse that says moth can moth can trust wise store treasures where thieves can break into but you see this verse baby I'm now I'm now understanding and that's why guys you, you know I myself have to preach to myself to read the word of God this day why because baby you see this concept God is breaking it deeper. I never understood this. I used to just say like a song, he's my shield and he's my exceeding great reward. But now when I understand, wait, I have the most powerful protection in the world, okay? you know? And the other crazy thing would be this protection. If he, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So repeat, this is a covenant. This is not, one day I'm up one day I'm down and now BP you can understand this verse that says when times are bad consider God has made the other I I can't step out in fear why because God has made this he's actualized this to happen he has made this to happen so when my time and so now I can come to this verse and say father you're my shield Because guys, remember, God is not just speaking to Abraham. You are the, are the generation for Abraham. Because remember, when Hebrews says, 
we who have the same like faith like Abraham in Romans we are the generations we are justified by faith and all those who are justified by faith how did Abraham get credit for his righteousness why he believed God and when we believe God we we are now like Abraham but not only that BP not only do I have protection from God which which can I will never be forsaken but also he's my great reward not the world not not cars not women but God says I'm your great reward him alone is my great reward he is the great reward but you see BP that's a hard concept for us as men to understand because we live in a physical world we want to show our reward we want to show the car we want to show the women we want to show the status or the name but god says he tells abraham he tells us today let me tell you all those things just like at the woman at the well we oh i love this story bp at the woman at the well i'm your exceeding great reward oh it's a really powerful verse Man. about him being our exceeding great reward you know i think that that's that's worth a, a whole meditation you know the one about him being our shield i love that so much that in this world that uh it's about how much you have and i think it says also in ecclesiastes this same book which we just on that uh money money is, is a great defense is a great security but the excellence of wisdom mm. is that it'll save your life mm. and we know that the fear mm. of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so you think about that what when you said it is scriptural for you uh bible listeners uh, bible uh, not you know <laughs> you guys try, uh, yeah the theological people <laughs> in case you want to come after this man yeah and he's our great reward is a great reward you know i've always i've always um i've come to the conclusion of one thing and you read john piper's book uh don't waste your life uh he talks about um a man standing in a tool shed you know you guys used to keep the tools right around the back somewhere and uh, those tool sheds they were not the most sturdy buildings you know because it's just a place you keep tools anyway so the man is standing there and there's a beam of light coming through like a slit you know the the door is slightly parted or you know and there's a beam of light coming through and the beam of light looks beautiful you know yeah the way the dust is suspended around it and it sparkles and all of that so you can appreciate that beauty but if you stand in the mm. beam of light and you look through it you start mm. seeing like a magnificent sun you start seeing the source of all that oh so you start seeing the source of all of that so what basically uh he was trying to uh to uh say was that good things you know they are around god because god is a source of good things good things are just a reflection of who god is so you wonder why when people are looking at abraham they're looking like why why does abraham have so much uh riches you know but that's because that's 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 just how god is by his nature you know that's 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 just god's personality that's just god's character so because 
where God is around, there are good things around, you know, in the vicinity. Mm. But then, mm. oh, hello, Eden. Hi. Yeah, so we were reading Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Okay. Do you know Ecclesiastes? Mm. 7 verse 14. Yeah, yeah, it talks about talks about good days and bad days. Okay. So yeah, so yeah. But Renny, did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay yeah, and it's in the it's in the vicinity of God, and, and you know, BP, that that you know you were talking about Abraham, and I thought let's let's talk about you know I don't think. A lot of us we meditate on why Abraham was called a man of faith. Why the why he's named of over this. And recently I've I've been pondering because you see, BP, when God calls Abraham, listen to what happens when God calls Abraham. And I think BP, I don't think this is preached much. I think everybody's told of, of the story of Abraham, a man of faith. But but we need to really ponder on what the call of Abraham looked like. Because in Genesis 12 says, God has, is calling Abraham. He says to Abraham, go from your country. So he goes, he says, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. If we think about that, God, when God calls you, he calls you first from your country, meaning the, the things, the roots of you, the, the roots you've depended on, the, the things that you've laid a foundation on. And then he calls him from your father's household. Why be your father's household? Because you remember when we were talking about Jesus saying, unless you love me more than your father, your mother, your brother, and your sister, you know, you cannot follow me. Why, BP? Because there's some things in your father's house that will keep you from the purpose, that will pull you back, that will make you be. And and, and father's household, a lot of you I know in the podcast will say, hey, you know, I don't have a father. You don't have to have a father. Your father can mean your friends. It can mean your family. The things that I can mean your mother, the things that are attached to you, the things that you build your foundation on your life. And God says, I want you to choose me. I want you to, I want you to, to pay more attention to me. And, mm. and then BP, he gives him this promise. And, and so BP, we need to think about that, that the call of God to really naturalize the call of God. It means leaving old patterns. It means leaving your household. It means leaving everything that you know. And that's why purpose is costly. We talked about burning the bridges. Burning the bridges cost me friendships. It cost me a way of life. It cost me close people. And so it, it tells me the, the the, the more I actualize purpose, I have to really realize the cost of it. And that's why Jesus says, count the cost. But but that's even not the story for today. But you see, BP, there's something that happens. 
after he calls Abraham, he leads him to a farmer. <laughs> we have never seen this. I was reading the other day, I'm like, wait, Lord, I think I've been sleeping when I'm laying, reading my Bible. Because Bibi, as soon after he calls Abraham and he says to him, hey, and Abraham decides to go where the Lord had told him with his, with Lot and, you know, his family, which is his wife, to the land of, as they set out, the Bible says in verse 10, the same verse, now there was a famine. And Abraham went down to Egypt Bad to days. live there for a while Bad days. because the famine were severe. Wow. Oh. So much in tune to the verse that we are talking about today. Talk about so that. Abraham has this, wait, Abraham has this, I know BP, this would blow Christians, people's mind because the time you're called by God, oh, feels like heaven. Feels like heaven just dropped. You, you know, there's praise, there's claps. People can see the, the, the greatness of your life. People can see the light that's burning in you. People are applauding you. But guess what the next destination is? Is a famine, the bad days. But, but, Bibi, I want us to see this. In this famine, even Abraham feels the famine. Because he says to his wife, hey, we are, go- we are about to go. People going to see you are beautiful. And so I want you to, to, to lie and say you're my sister. But, but, but you see, as Abraham goes into this famine and he goes to the land of Pharaoh, this is the crazy thing. Even when his wife was taken, which Abraham had the fear, had still the fear of man. You see, actually, God makes him acquire cattle, sheep, milling, and female donkeys, servants, and camels. BP, just like this verse, when you realize God has made the bad day and the good day, God can still make you acquire a family man. Hmm. I want... and, and, and acquire, BP, I'm passing over to you. It's not people will think, oh, Remy, property. It's not property. He wants you to acquire perspective. Perspective. When I think he was, he was, he was blessing Abraham. Remember, BP, Abraham lied. That's true. But you see, you see, when Pharaoh decides to take his wife, God makes, uh, inflicts Pharaoh with a serious disease. He was telling Abraham, you don't have to lie for my sake where I've taken you. I'm still your shield and your exceeding great reward. So all, all this happened after the, the the promise. The call. Just after the call. Because baby, this is the thing. When God calls us, we we think now. We have to create our own well to get to the place of the car. Hmm. We, we, we have to create the gate to the car. But you see, God in his intense mercy, he shows us the perspective, just like Abraham, that you don't have to lie to, to get that you don't have to create your own stream. Because you see, Pharaoh asks Abraham, why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say 
she's my sister and you see what follows pharaoh listen this how you know this is god speaking to abraham about a perspective he tells pharaoh tells abraham to take and go take your wife and go and not only that pharaoh gave orders to send abraham away and with his wife and everything they had meaning pharaoh never took back anything that he gave to abraham he never took it back because the bible says he told him to go with his wife and everything they had this this okay that that shows how how abraham then gained some wealth yeah yeah you know uh did you have something to say yeah what so uh Eden are, are you following by the way yes okay so I'll um I'll do I'll do a small recap kind of because I think uh then I'll, I'll talk a little bit what Renny has said actually about uh yeah. the perspective and so on because there's something interesting is just mentioned so we are beginning to read ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 14 and it talks about good days and bad days it says that when days are good i'm just loosely paraphrasing meaning i'm just saying the same thing but i'm going to read it from the very simplest english version over here erv yeah when life is good enjoy it but when life is hard remember that god gives us good times and hard times and no one knows what will happen in the future basically so the good days and bad days when days are good be happy but when days are bad remember that god has made both the good days and the bad days so that's what we're talking about over here i think renny you've talked about perspective it's all about perspective and you have that wonderful story about the queen and stuff uh sorry eden you you you'll have to listen to the podcast if you want to catch that story we won't repeat it but there's something which you said that when we have the right perspective even the bad days you can get something good out of it do you remember that Renny what you talked about because abraham yeah. went it is in a time of drought at a time when things were not right yet what abraham gained you know and it reminds me from that uh Jeremiah chapter 17 cuz when you have the wrong perspective even when your good day comes you'll miss it you'll get something bad out of your good days and you'll only get bad in your bad days but when you have the right perspective meaning if your focus is god and when you talked also about like people pleasing and man pleasing things like that if your focus is pleasing god if your focus is what does god want me to do next If your focus is how can I grow as a Christian today then even on your bad days there's something you will be asking yourself why did why has God put me through this day what is God working out so let's just read Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 8 and we talked about this thing in the beginning that you have to trust God in order to pay attention to God all the time people are afraid of paying attention to God because they feel they'll miss out on something 
That's why it takes trust to focus on God. It takes trust to focus on God. It takes trust to focus on God, to take your time and to pray more than 10 minutes. More than... Amen. It takes trust. So anyway, I'll read Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Did you catch that, Rennie? He shall not see when good comes. Hmm? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, so good. And so, do you know, do you know I had a preacher said this? People think hell is going down when you die, when you lived without God in on earth. We think about hell of a destination, but BP, God has been challenging my perspective. Hell is not just BP. When you die and you lived without God, that it's a destination you're going. Hell is living without God. And what just happens is a transition to eternity where you will live without the absence of God. So anytime a human being either living in this earth and they're living without God, they're going through hell. And what happens when they die is just another transition to eternity. That's true. That's so, so true. So, <laughs> so just like this verse is saying, think about what is the heat of hell, the fire. This verse is talking about heat, fire, heat, fire. <laughs> and it, it, it's really interesting, right? Okay, you talk about the heat and the fire, but I, I'm looking about the trust. Do you know that who you trust is who you pay attention to? Have you thought about that? Like, I don't trust somebody that that I I I wouldn't give my time and attention to. I wouldn't trust someone that that has my focus, has my loyalty. You know? And you think about that. So these are people, Renny, you talked about hell, and I agree with that because, you see, these are people who make flesh their strength. These are people who they, they focus on, they more focus on other people and themselves. You know, uh, I, I heard a preacher talking about uh, this thing that when you are unrenewed, all you think about is what I want, what I feel, what I think. It's always me, always self, always what I can do, always what is happening to me, always what others are doing to me, always what, what me, 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 me. But the Christian life is God-centered, is what God feels, what God thinks, what God wants, you know? So, this sort of thinking is something that needs to come out of us if we want to experience good when good comes. Because God makes sure that good times come and as well bad times come. Good days will come and bad times will also come. But unless you have the right focus, unless you have the right eyes, then you won't see things that way. You'll always see things as being dry you always see things as being in the wilderness 
you always live in a land which is not inhabited you'll always start crying and and seeing that hey bad things are happening in my life you'll be living in constant hell because you know the, the the mind that is set on the things of the earth is at enmity with God so even when God blesses you you'll view it as a curse have you, have you, have you guys caught that that there's some blessings if our minds are not renewed if our minds are focused on the wrong things if if we have the wrong kind of mindset even when That's God true. brings a blessing in our lives we can start calling it a curse. Oh, that's it. True. And, and, have you? Have you? Guess what? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I just ahead, wanted. Man. I just wanted to ask. Have you ever mm-hmm. called a blessing a curse? And Renny, I can't see you. You've like you've like hidden yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm starting to prepare. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. you ever called a blessing a curse? Okay. Uh, Renny, you you can speak because I think you're preparing also. Yeah, go on. I wanted to hear that point of where have you ever called a blessing a curse? I want. I want. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you ever called a blessing a curse? Has God some done given you a responsibility, or given you something, or allowed something to happen to you, and His intention is to bless it with you? All, let's put it this way. Has God brought people in your life around you and you because of how you view things because you 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 wanted a specific kind of person you wanted a specific kind of way of them treating you and things like that you were so fixated on you and not you, not the way God sees things that you started despising them started viewing them as a curse or maybe God had put you in a position that no one around you had ever been and you started saying that man God this is too much responsibility already oh, yeah you start saying you know oh God like uh, I know you you, you 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 made me the head of this thing oh oh God I know you've given me chances oh God I know you've brought me to uh wonderful country a wonderful place or something like that but the suffering that i am going through it means that this thing is a curse because our minds are not fixed on god because we don't trust god we are not looking at god we're looking at us we're looking at other people we're looking at at our at our so you can't even count the blessings in your life. You can't even see God's goodness in your life because you're not focused on the right things. So how do we be focused? How can we start being focused on the right things? How can we start setting our minds on God? Yarani, uh, I don't know. I I I can preach a whole I want you to continue to I want you to continue with that verse because if 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 our viewers want to understand on what it means to have a perspective of god has made one as well as the other they need to understand jeremiah 17 verse verse 7 to to an 8 too that's because true. Bibi, I love, listen to what it says mm-hmm. 
the flip side of it it says but blessed is the one whose trust is in the lord so this man is blessed the man who trusts in god first the bible is telling us he's blessed and why is this man blessed because his confidence is in him so bp that tells me anything that i trust in it means my confidence is right there mm, so i don't know what you put your confidence in people put their confidence in when put people put their confidence in their parents people put their confidence in the economy people put their confidence in their money in the bank but this is the thing i love what it says it says they'll be like a tree planted in the water it sends out its root in the stream if you think about a tree a tree is is not worried about how much water is is will come into it the, the tree cannot con- control the flow of water in the bank think about bp and, and that's how people who put the the confidence in god they, they don't care who who's there who's against them because why because just like a tree in water the trees we have never seen a tree looking of at how much water is flowing on its banks it just sends its roots to the streams and yeah, and how do i know this bp it says it does not fear when heat comes you see bp the aspect of fear is gone you see bp i i had to jake said this if you can die for what you believe for stop believing and maybe that's been a conviction in me if i really say i'm a man of god if i really say i want god in my life and i don't put my belief and i'm not ready to die for it then i i need to stop following god but you see with this i love this verse it says you don't fear just like just like you we read in 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 the man who understands like david like like joseph despite all that i've went through they went through that they, they, they didn't take revenge they they, they didn't the the warranting or like abram you know when he's going to face these troops repeat these were four kings four kings they have beaten the king of of sodom they have taken over captive but you see abraham repeat He never said hey to his army hey you know what um we can't go because these four kings have already terrorized our people but you see Abraham as soon as he had that they had captured Lot he said he sent 318 men we I love this because how do I know that the confidence of Abraham was not because of his men but was because of God it's because when i go back to genesis and because these are the things that we don't pay attention but you have to see these things in the text you see after abraham beat the kings if you go to genesis uh 14 uh genesis 14 verse 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 17 and 18 it says after abraham returned from defeating Kedoma and the kings allied with him and the king of Sodom came out to meet with him in the valley of Shave then this is the part we pay want us to focus on uh verse 18 says 
Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. You see, this tells me, he said, who blessed be who God the Abraham by God it's you know the most high like the Bible is saying this but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord just like Abraham did and and it repeats in verse 20 which says who delivered your enemies into your hand imagine so it shows us where Abraham's confidence in was in the confidence of Abraham was in God. That's why he he sent his men to defeat the kings. Because he knew when God is my shield and my exceeding great reward, any challenge that any bad day, I still have victory. I still know the, the, the finished work of the cross. It's not nothing that can be overturned. But you see, repeat also says, if you go to verse 8 we go back to Jeremiah 17 verse 8 it says its leaves are always green it has no worries in an ear of drought and never fails to bear fruit Ooh. first your leaves are green second you never worry about drought just like we saw between this oh man this this text is so good BP, Abraham receives the call, goes to a farmer, and he has, God shows him the perspective of, even in drought, I can make you a choir. And that's why the, the, the author can, 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 can have confidence in saying, you have no worries in the air of drought. Drought doesn't change God. And BP, not only don't you have no fear in the ear of drought but also it says you never fail to bear fruit so maybe this is a thing I'm getting when the text says God has made the other as well as the other the two things that are Christian this is the, 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 the I call it like the pros the, the world calls it the advantages but this is the secret of a Christian. In a Christian, when a Christian has total confidence in God because he's trust in God, not only in, an, in years of drought, God can not only make you acquire, but also he can make you to bear fruit, which is irreversible to the world. The world says in a drought you lose. God makes you acquire and both bear fruit, which is powerful. Not only he gives you wisdom of how to live in a drought, he makes you gain in a drought, but also he makes you bear fruit. So in bad days, you can be bearing fruit while acquiring wisdom. So anytime, like you said, anytime a man draws strength from the flesh when, when his trust is in men, that's why he cannot see prosperity when it comes. He'll, he'll always see parched desert. Why? Because the man is thinking in fleshly terms. 
in terms of his flesh. He's not thinking in the spiritual nature but because he's the wild away shows you it's a drought. It's time to lose. It's time to hold. It's time to, it's not time to acquire. In drought, you you hold, you, you, you lose. But you see in God, the other man, he says, oh, what a perfect time not only to bear fruit, but also to acquire. The, the, now, now the man who's in God can walk gladly and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Because even when it's my bad day, I can acquire not only wisdom, like you said, what is God showing me today, but also he'll make me bear fruit. Wow. Now I can I can say like Paul Washer, it doesn't matter what happens or like Paul. Hey, I'm already one. Strong. You know this 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 verse really goes well with that verse which we just read. This this last two verses. Whose hope is in the Lord? And about bearing fruit. You know, I, I've thought about it, you know, like how how next time you have a bad day, like how 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 would we break it down? How would we live it you know the last bad day i heard i had was um i think actually two days ago i was uh i was distraught i learned about so many bad things in one day so many pressures so many deadlines and uh you know it was just not a good day and um for a truth when you have a bad day when something bad happens there are things that you quickly run to to like stabilize yourself sometimes you'll run to um you know a, a person uh i i actually had a very long conversation with a a certain person and uh, I don't think that was right because what if that person wasn't there what if your support system doesn't stabilize you what happens then you know and, and that's scary that's really scary like everyone knows that if I, if I have a bad day there's this one phrase I tell myself and it'll work out what if it doesn't work out? Or like, what if you try saying a prayer? You even try to do the right thing. You know, we talk about doing the wrong things, but let's even still, you try doing the right thing. You've had a bad day, you're feeling the pressure of the day, and you try praying, and after praying, you don't feel like anything. Or you read a, a Bible verse, the same Bible verse which you always read, which you've always been reading, which has always been helping you. You try reading it, but it doesn't it doesn't push you back up. You try listening to preachers and the preachers don't don't seem to get to you, you know? And things are just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. What do you do then? What do you do then? I realize the only thing that can stabilize you 
is trust. It's trust in God. And I know we talk about trust in God like it's something like uh, falls out of the blue from sky or something like that. But trust in God is is something that's beyond what you feel. It's beyond what you feel. And we talked about no one knows what will happen next. And that's the thing is that, you see, the trust that you have in God isn't based on, like, things will work out well. Because you remember that verse we read? You don't know how the next day will turn out, whether the next day will be good or whether the next day will be bad. So you can't say that I trust God because I know he'll work things out. You know? You can't know 100% sure. And when you don't have 100% sure of something, there's no choice but to have faith. And I've tried it, guys. I've tried it any other way. I've tried going around it. I've tried not having faith. I've tried praying for, for clear answers that God is going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know? I've, I've, I've tried substituting faith. And there's no substitute for faith. Because as long as you're in this life, you won't know what will happen next. As long as you are in this life, you won't know always what to do. As long as you're in this life, there's some things that will surprise you. Even Jesus was surprised by the faith of that centurion. So, only God has all the cards in play. Only God knows everything about you, about your day, about what you're doing. Only God knows that. Only God understands that. So, as Christians, we should always think. We should always wonder. We should always, 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 always try to bring ourselves to a position where trust in God sustains us, stabilizes us. That's the best way to walk the Christian life. It's there's no way around the faith. There's just no way around faith. Because it says that those who come to God must believe is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. The only approach to God is through faith. And I'll tell you this, that if you don't have faith in God, you'll have faith in something else. Curse is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Think about that. They'll be lonely in a salt land which is not inhabited. They'll be lonely people.
have a miserable life. They will not have a life which is not enough, which is enough. And look about look at this. Their heart departs from the Lord. But then look at the contrast. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Those who trust in the Lord and those who have hope in the Lord have faith in God. And they're not people who live in fear. And the leaf will be green. Just think about that. A green tree in the middle of the desert. Everything else is dry. So can you tell me then where does the water come from? From God, the provider. Because as long as you draw strength from the world, when the world fails, you fail. When the markets crash, your account crashes. Because that's just how it is. That's your base. You're built on good days. You're happy on good days. Your happiness is based on good days. But your happiness needs to be based on God. Anyhow, that's all we have time for now. We've kind of exceeded the capacity for before, before you close, I wanted and as BP closes this. I wanted to say something that's so powerful that BP said, and I don't know if you guys caught it. He says, BP said, you can't trust things will work out. So if if BP, I can't trust things will work out, it leaves me with one option. And I don't think our readers got it. But for me, it was so eminent to me what BP said. Like the Bible, the scripture said, a man doesn't cannot discover anything about his future. So, meaning BP, if I can trust, things will work out. It leads me to trust one thing, and guess what? It is it is to trust God. And now I understand why Abraham was told by God, "I'm your confidence and your great reward." And so, Ren, you're talking in parables, so explain to me so maybe what it means is that if i cannot trust and i cannot be sure if things will work out then what am i left to trust i'm left like abraham to realize even though i don't know how things are gonna work out i know there's one person who will not leave me and which is my father who says I can never leave you nor forsake you. 
So I'm not basing my trust on whether things are working out. So my confidence remains that I'm God, and that's enough. And now, now explains why God says to Abraham, I'm your confidence, and I am your great reward. Not the things that I'm going to work out in your life, but the great reward. No, I am your great reward. Like he tells Moses, I am that I am. Okay. I am. It's enough. I am enough. And what a way to close. Man, shout out to Gauntlet Life. It's your host, as always, Inc. And your boy, BP, right here. Okay. Join us next time. Bye. Bye.